Before printing and video, humans got their news, opinions and gossip via the intimacy of the spoken word. In recent times, audio has made a comeback and if podcasts, voice assistants and apps like Calm and Clubhouse are any indication, there's more to come. Being the co-founder of Curio, Shrikant Chakravarti knows all about this. Curio is an audio platform aiming to use the best journalism as opportunities for learning and self-improvement. In this episode, he talks about the story behind Curio, what made him switch from law to entrepreneurship, building a product around curation and audio content, and how curiosity enables a sense of wonder and an open mindset. He is in conversation with me, Ramanand from CTQ. This is the CTQ Smartcast, where we have conversations about up-leveling, deliberate practice and getting future relevant. Hi, Shrikant. Welcome to the CTQ Smartcast. Hi, Ramanan. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Great. There's lots to talk about, so let's get right into it. But uh, I want to know what is a lawyer doing in entrepreneurship? I was going through your profile and I realized you're a lawyer. So tell me how that came about. <laughs> I think, well, I mean, I mean, I became a lawyer, you know, from, from, from school and then, uh, you know, uh, and, and, and got into my career as a lawyer, right? And I enjoyed it, right? I enjoyed it. I was a lawyer in India, then I was a lawyer in the UK and uh, very challenging for me, you know, personally, right, in terms of uh, mental challenge, you know, constantly sort of getting to uh, try out new things. But after a period of time, for me, it was just more like, okay, what else can I try? Hmm. Right. That's all. I mean, I've been a lawyer for for, for more than ten years, and I said, okay, you know, uh, if either I can continue on the path for the next twenty twenty five years, hmm. right, which is what it will be, or or can I try something else? Uh, you could say you could say an early midlife crisis, right? <laughs> and, and 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 my wife was uh, was very supportive, and I said, you know what, you keep working, and I will just quit, and I don't know what I'm going to do. So then she said, okay. And I did that. So then I just quit one day without knowing what uh, else I'm going to do. And then I said, let's figure out what else, mm. right? And and then the whole purpose was really to 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 then make sure, see what, not just challenge myself, but also see that okay, if in in, in a new way, what is going to completely get me out of my comfort zone, mm. right? And and so for that, I had to move away from the law as much as I liked it, and and uh, and 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 then. And then, you know, genuinely, the challenge of building a company, a product company, you know, across, you know, which was then has to appeal to many people is a huge challenge, right? And so that's why I sort of went into, went into my previous, I had a previous startup called Andrabi mm-hmm. a few years back, which was, uh, you know, to where we were using, uh, it was search, offering searching using images, Right. Okay. So like what Google Lens is doing now, but that right. was on the mobile uh, about seven, eight years ago. Right. Okay. And uh, but uh, it was it was it was it was ambitious, uh, uh, you know, unrealistically amb- ambitious at that point of time <laughs> for me as well, because I think it was very much of a research project as well, mm-hmm. because it's not like we could just take something and execute it. Right? There's a lot right. of hardcore technical research and, you know, R&D that would have been re- required. And Google was spending something like three million dollars a year on it. So then, at that time itself, right? And then, so we were we were we were nowhere uh, equipped to do that. Uh, so then, that I exited from that, and then uh, and 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 then you know, Govin, who I know for many years, uh, has been is, a, is an old friend of mine for many years, and then he came to me actually with the idea of Curio, and then we started. Very uh, interesting because a lot of it resonates because. Uh, you know, uh, me, my co-founder, Harish, we've gone through similar journeys and we also uh, have our wives to thank for it as well. So uh, here's to all of them. Uh, so tell me, uh, you know, before, so you tell me a little bit about Curio, but also tell me uh, what is the role that, uh, you know, learning about the world or keeping abreast of trends, because what you were doing a few years ago with Unravel uh, seems to be something that, uh, you thought this was how the world was going to was going to need something like this, and so so talk to me about Curio's journey, but also tell me what role like the kind of information that one gets from something like Curio actually prepares you for the future. Okay, 
so yeah so because there, there are two parts to the question and i will go from one to the other right sure. and uh, and 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 so the journey of curio it's a very quickly right i mean obviously you know so there after unravel I, i think for me personally right i mean it was not like uh, uh, you know i the, the idea very much was you know even back in 2013 14 it was like okay we are becoming a more sort of mobile you know on the go kind of lifestyle uh, culture right i mean not just uh, across the world right and 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 the mo- and mobile phones were expand exploding whatever else it is and and generally people were not sitting at home and reading or sitting mm-hmm. at home and this, right technology was becoming a part of our uh, you know mobile technology was very much a part of our everyday lives right and really the as- aspect was how could we then use that to then augment our everyday experiences right and and it's not like we ha- we were having this whole social media kind of dilemma at that point of time right? there was no it hadn't yet reached this sort of explosion back then but but it was it was interesting to see and that's where say unravel as an idea came about right saying okay you know what if i can't i don't have i don't have the time to sit and type out a thing or if i go and see something i don't know what to type out type out right i can't go and say oh you know like heart shaped leaf can you please identify it for me right i mean you know you want to take a photo of that and identify it. so 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 that's where it came from and uh, and 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 in that sense audio is a very uh, audio was a very natural way to go because you know as we started having more and more audio on the go right the idea is that you could absorb audio very much you know and absorb content which and and the and and the the interstitial time during which you could absorb content suddenly opened up for you right, right? because earlier on if you're driving you're walking you're washing dishes you're doing whatever else it is you're not absorbing any content right you're basically mm-hmm. doing only that because you have to either sit and read or watch tv or do something else right and so it's it's the the whole thing opened up and that opened up a whole new avenue of opportunity for us and and really the thing was that also from a technology and the and 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 really where we were in terms of the scope of mm-hmm. uh the scope available for us to innovate i mean we felt that while video had sort of developed a lot over the last mm-hmm. 100 years right i mean you could audio really hadn't developed at all right and there were many many, many reasons for it which i'm not going to go into but okay. so basically you get somebody from the 1930s to come and listen to a podcast today and ask them what is it and they'll say Ah, it's a radio program, right? <laughs> right? But you get somebody from the 1930s to come and look at YouTube, or to come and look at you know Twitter, and they will right. they will say, oh, I don't know what this is. It, it'll be something completely new for them, right? So the scope of advancement that we have is so much more than audio, mm-hmm. right? And even today, it's much more, right? I mean, you're just barely scratching the surface of mm-hmm. okay, you know, we're still only talking about one way. interaction largely right and so far audio interactions are limited to very transactional thing oh i'm you know amazon buy me a buy my groceries or whatever but really the audio interaction with content is still a huge aspect that's left to be explored so that's the opportunity Correct. now in terms of curio itself so actually the idea came from govind right govind used to be uh, govind used to be the you know he used to lead strategy for bbc news mm-hmm. right and really for him it and and he is a massive audio junkie right for me i am not Counter, uh, counter to that, I'm not an audio junkie at all, right? I'll come to that. But basically, he's a massive audio junkie. He listens to all sorts of podcasts, you know, all spoken audio, radio, four, etc. And 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 really, the idea was okay. There is so much of high quality content which is lying with all these publishers and all these things. And and he would see in BBC News that they would send like a reporter to Afghanistan. They'd work on these thing and they'd spent like thirty thousand pounds on it, right? And then. and then it will live on the website for like two days okay. right and then it's gone so then how are we is there isn't there some way of really making sure that that content looks longer and sort of gets on there right so it's and 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 really and and for me the the challenge was that okay i am not an audio junkie but there are certain kinds of audio i like and i can like i i'm a long time radio listener but i i don't i don't listen to audio books right uh you know there are some podcasts i can listen to but not all podcasts so i said okay the challenge is it's not that i don't like audio it's that i i need people like me need audio to be produced or offered in a certain kind of way before it becomes uh you know accessible or before it becomes something that they're willing to engage with so it's a combination of these two that we started curio with right now in coming to the second uh question of yours as to the information and what it needs now to be honest that's been a journey right and that's been an evolution through or through curio itself even from the time that we started because i think the one thing 
we started curio with was as i said because with with bowen's insight was that saying okay what is content that can genuinely provide a long shelf life or have a long mm-hmm. shelf life that can continue to be surfaced and offered in a way where people can listen to it at any point of time okay. right so that's where it started off from right and secondly you know the thing was also you know ramana it was just two of us with no mm-hmm. money if you want to set up a good audio platform or any content platform you need high quality content okay. so and high quality content means lots of money right and and so there's no way and and neither of us are producers or mm-hmm. content people or anything right i just i'm a lawyer govind is a strategist so it's not like though he's worked in the bbc he's not mm-hmm. like we were content people or tech people for that matter okay. right so the question really was okay how do we get started on this mm-hmm. and and that's where the thing of partnering with some of these publications came in to actually say okay this is high value content that's there and if we could find a way to produce it economically that could open up a huge bank for us right and and so the idea came up with actually getting in long shelf life content mm-hmm. right but over time what happened was as i said then you saw the social dilemma happening you saw the way not just social dilemma but also the way news has one thing that's always been evident was how news has developed through social media and delivering of news has developed and information has developed right and overall this is where it's become more superficial consumption more right. you know people are the, the the scrolling aspect of this and that's understandable right i mean that's right. how the mobile internet has been designed that's how visual internet has been designed and it's it's going to happen so for us whereas audio so if you think about it in 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 the visual internet it takes more effort for you to stop and read something more right. like read the whole thing rather than just to skim through but audio as a natural medium mm-hmm. is where it takes more effort for you to skim than to let it play through right you just plus play it just sort of plays through but you may you may zone in and zone out Correct. but you sort of play through so that's a natural benefit of audio which is this it's a lot more immersive it's a lot more naturally you know this one and and what we were saying is that as we saw this we said okay we are in audio mm-hmm. and then what you want is to then allow people to the opportunity to immerse themselves in high value content more right and yeah. let it open up and if it opens right. up that way then people can form their own opinions people can form their own ideas and be more this one over there but that's that's basically how we decided to get into that move more into the really genuinely realize the value of audio hmm. and sort of start offering that more consciously great uh, in fact you know we've done uh, our compounds ctq compounds right the idea was very uh, i think a lot of overlap because we also believe that there is a lot of timeless high quality content out there sometimes it's a discovery problem sometimes it is a, a a routine or a behavioral kind of a problem sometimes it is just the medium in which you want to consume and i i think uh, you know that's why we thought that you know doing something with curio kind of made sense because uh, you know uh, uh, there are a lot of overlaps there i want to kind of get into some of the points that you uh, mentioned so and i um, just just before that ramesh very quickly right i mean i think that's where i also i i mean when we spoke first about ctq right i mean right. it really struck me because what you are using is is a different way of a, a different kind of medium to achieve the same thing right? and actually the social aspect of getting right. people to discuss it and and using that to drive the habit and also using that to drive immersion into content is is another way right and i think that's a very powerful way as well so it right. it's it, they're, they're complementary ways right in fact you mentioned you know uh, words like on the go or snackable but these are snacks that are good for you these are not your Uh, you know, you, you will not uh, regret this in the long term, though it may be something that you enjoy doing. It's like the fun of snacking, but with something, uh, you know, interesting. I think fifteen minutes can do a lot for you. So, tell me a little bit about the, you know, the kind of uh, content that you know, your choices for curation. What kind? What do you pick? What do you leave on the? Sh- you know, what do you not put on the shelf? So, I mean, this is. It, it all. I mean, this is again, like we said, it's an it's an evolution, right? That's happened okay. for us. But ultimately, it is. It goes back to you know, we 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 have to really ask ourselves today, why would we want to exist as Curio, mm-hmm. right? And why does Curio exist, right? And what do we okay. what are we here for, right? And then it's not about you know audio or you know uh, media or whatever, right? I mean, ultimately, we're looking. Okay, overall, we're saying okay, it's it is to sort of help to we're saying we'd like we have to generate empathy through a sense of wonder. right wonder coming through discovery and you know maybe right. this one but also the idea is really to generate that empathy through wonder right and that's really what we are talking about as our whole sort of purpose over there right and then that starts to drive everything in terms of content choices etc and if you break that down right 
then essentially there are it's almost there are two problems at a at a uh, you know two 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 kinds of areas that are there right at a societal level mm. we can see that the world is disconnected Correct. right so there's a lot of abundance of information mm. right but still there is almost like a complete sense of disconnect right with more and more people going into their own circles like op- opposing opinions echo chambers whatever and secondly you know at a personal level it's almost like there is people are feeling the need more and more to have a sense of wanting to be thought leaders to grow mm. to break patterns where they want to say that okay we know we can't grow if you are sort of standing still Correct. right and and so if you're talking big all of these together and then that's where our content choices come in, mm-hmm. right so so for us it's very clear that there's lots of news right mm-hmm. so basically then any any content that doesn't advance these these basic sort of ideas of our our fundamental needs are not things that are that are chosen over there right into 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 curio so basically there is basic information saying oh you know this is what happened today this is what happened there we are not here to we are not here as the information provider for you mm. right so that's that's not there you can and that is as we said there's an abundance of that information okay. anyway so that you can go and get that equally the because of our thing we are i think we are very because one thing that we found very much was that there's a lot of everybody wants to say that you know my view is the right view <laughs> today right which is a very true right i mean you know if i look at the us you can say trump is an idiot or trump is a savior you know here you know in india you will say oh you know modi is a savior or modi is a, is, a, is an idiot whatever right i mean but everybody wants to say we are right but the more you say we are right and you are wrong you're not there you're not bringing people together again right i mean it's not the thing so we don't shy away from opinion but i think really it was about okay what is it that is giving people an insight into that opinion right okay. so if if i am saying that for whatever reason if i'm saying okay it's almost like okay if i believe that uh i'm an anti vaxxer right and i say well, you know what i am an anti vaxxer and if i'm an anti vaxxer okay then there is a strong belief that i there's a reason so if there is something going into why am i an anti vaxxer what is it that makes me makes me say that oh you know what i i believe i'm being taken for a right that's that's all i need so and then it's for you to then decide whether that is a valid enough reason whatever it's etc right i mean has big pharma been manipulating people and research or not or whatever right i mean there could be this one right and 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 equally on the other side why should we sort of you know say that oh you know vaccination is great for you right or whatever right why do we believe so so long as i'm giving an inward looking lastly if opinions are inward looking right and then then i think they are much more valuable right so it's almost so equally like say for example we have articles on curio like saying say say from the guardian which will say the guardian which is very much a left wing newspaper right will say why are blue blue collar voters voting conservative and almost saying how the left which is supposed to be the the bastion of blue collar voters mm-hmm. right is actually that they, they, they are not attracting the blue collar voters okay. right and it's a very inward looking article saying how liberalism has failed the blue collar voters and very interesting and that is an opinion Correct. but because it's inward looking it opens up it, it generates an empathy right people are willing to sort of listen whereas if it's a critical thing of saying oh you know you people have failed people mm-hmm. are not so i think that's that's largely the basis on which so we are not saying this is what is empathetic or this is what is not it's more very clear it's almost like if it's if it's inward looking it's fine or if it's a if it's a subject matter analysis mm-hmm. kind of thing that's also fine so it it sort of gives you a, that sense of going deeper or that sense of being inward looking or that sense of building or it should it should or it should generate that sense of wonder in you saying oh i didn't know that okay. right and ultimately ultimately our aim is that when every piece of content in curio you don't come away ideally you don't come away saying yes yes i agree with that or no no i don't disagree with that ideally you come back saying oh that is interesting it's making me think and it's it's something i did not know and go that's that's basically the 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 almost a measure of of how we decide what goes in and what doesn't which is why i think curio is a terrific name for you know what you're building <laughs> i i almost makes me jealous we should have thought of that first but it's a, it's a great name i think that uh, you know the element of uh, wonder is something that uh, it, it's not easy to you know bring that about uh, and and in what it actually made me wonder was that so while you're striking these partnerships with different outlets and you've got some top notch you know publishers on your platform uh, at the back of your mind is there a sense that we need to cover a certain spectrum because uh, in some sense when classic you know radio at at its best brought you perspectives from all 
uh, sides of the you know the spectrum you and and the other good, great thing was that you could be uh, listening to let's say on the world service you could be listening to some story from africa one uh, one minute and the next minute it could be sports from the usa you walked away with a sense of wonder about the world so uh, you know so i want to know a little bit about how publishers are uh, you know embracing this and at the back of the mind when you strike these partnerships are you trying to kind of cover a, a broad spectrum yeah okay no that, that that's a great question right there raman because there is there are two as you say right i mean one is what is in it for us from the mm-hmm. publishers and what's in it for the publishers from us right i think the the second is an easier question to answer first because i mean as far as what's in it for the publishers it's it's ultimately most publishers are looking for three things right reach mm-hmm. revenue and engagement mm-hmm. right so either all three ideally or some combination of the three right and 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 in basically in offering this in audio mm-hmm. and in offering this to a very different demographic and in offering this in a way that may not necessarily mirror the way that they are offering their content right i think they are basically seeing both reach and engagement happening mm-hmm. on our platform and of course we are we do share revenues back with publishers right so effectively so for them there is a combination of all three that they get from tv right and and but but i think what they find very valuable is definitely the expanded reach that comes from the way we are offering the content both not just in terms of audio but also because of the whole positioning of the content why it is offered this way right like so basically you can see that you know i don't know whether many of your uh, uh ctq people you know uh, are natural financial times readers right i mean they may not be from the finance industry they may not right. do this one but but because of the of the content from the ft that we choose and offer on curio or from the wall street journal suddenly they are getting exposed to that content which which they would not have done otherwise because because those publications have a very clear brand identity associated with them right so we are offering that expanded reach but also obviously there is then revenue and 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 different kind of engagement that's there right and for many publications depending on the agreement we also sort of are happy to have a content exchange where we return the audio back to them and then they can use right. the audio to sort of engage with their own uh, sort of readers and uh, and users in a different way right so that's on the publishers for us i think there's a combination of both you know in terms of both editorial like uh, and and of course strategic aspects which sort of decide who are the publishers we 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 uh we we partner with right i think editorially and the main thing is it's got to be i think the word trust is we use widely but generally they have to be trustworthy in terms of that that they consider that they make sure that what they are publishing is 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 valid it's not it's and 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 then the, and then and then the opinions are fine right but i think the trustworthiness and and building of that that and and and, and the value of that trust and quality is very important for us right and which is why you know also the the kind of publishers that we have are there right and 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 but and also strategically also the thing over here amanand is that is that you know there are some publishers who have such a wealth of content mm-hmm. right if it especially okay you may call the guardian or the financial times or the wall street journal washington post as newspapers correct but frankly i mean they are producing like 700 to 800 articles a day right across you know everything from politics to sport to culture to arts to science to you know well being to anything So what you have is a high quality set of sources of a wide range of content, which that which we can then start dipping into for for multiple things over there, right? I think that so though so I, that's a strategic thing for us, and then that's on the bigger partners, and then the smaller partners are obviously or, or the more niche partners are very high quality in their area, right? Like like Aeon is unparalleled in what it offers, right? I mean like think about it. I mean like you know what the way that they are taking specialist. academic subjects to try and make it to a more generalist audience is something that is hugely valuable right or or notulus which is great at its science yeah. publications the yeah. scientific american so you have then you have specific areas and specific uh, publications who are more specialized within their areas niche areas which are high quality but are performing these things and and so and and then they are able to obviously offer that expanded uh, expanded sort of breadth of content for us as you say that sense of wonder that comes in across that breadth of content right so 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 it's a combination of these two that decides how we sort of uh, who we who we sort of partner with right yeah in fact uh, some of you know you also mentioned uh, the likes of eon and all uh, 
through this we i mean any good content platform exposes you to these little gems that are hiding i think we've you know read a lot or heard a lot of uh, the baffler hustle uh, you know we've picked articles uh, for our compound you know, daily curio compound folks to read because we we kind of discovered them and really enjoyed what they were offering and so i think the idea of these uh, platforms as not being content platforms or news platforms or that when you start your day you can start your day with reading something from the nautilus it doesn't have to be starting with the ft uh, is something that i think people are uh, hopefully learning to do because there there is a lot of wonderful content uh, out there um, so so that brings me to another question um, so in your experience now if you look at an article uh can you tell if it is curio worthy what would be the two three elements that would, would it be the author would it be the, the starting line what is it about it that would make it to the curio cut i mean i think for me uh, I, i was saying right i think for us it's it's very much the the whole way the article is written and positioned mm-hmm. right i mean it it has to ultimately deliver the value that we are looking for it to deliver right i mean at the end of it when we finish reading the article mm-hmm. i should come back thinking oh that is an interesting opinion i did not know before right or that is an interesting fact i mean like that's something more that's making me think of something more and wanting to research more or wanting to find out more about something that is really the crucial aspect for us for for it to be curiosity right i mean or if it's giving me an additional insight into something we didn't have before right like you know like for example the more one of the more you mentioned the hustle and one of the more recent hustle articles we're going to have out on curio it's not already out maybe next week it will be is is actually then explaining what's facts uh, mm-hmm. right like everybody's talking about facts it's right. a it's, it's just a pure explainer but you right. come out with it saying ah okay i did not i may not have known it maybe you are an agent an expert that's a different matter but you know it's a very simple way of of getting that it could be a simple explainer right or it could be somebody like a janan ganesh from the ft who has his very very you know different takes on culture and and and, and the way it is and you come back thinking that's not a way i thought of things before right so so i think that's really what it is right goes back to that so in many times it's there are some authors who deliver obviously this constantly because that's how they are meant that's how their mindset is so there the authors may become relevant but genuinely it's it's about that whole the ultimately the the thing of the the the, the content should come to you as a whole right and in today's world it's important i guess we are i guess so sensitized to these things now which is that mm. sometimes there will be a great article with 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 a great with with a great flow mm. and then suddenly they'll make a stray comment of i don't know oh no if that it just if if we phony trump hadn't you know <laughs> completely messed things up this way or whatever and then like you don't need that mm. right and suddenly then that makes you pause and say okay that suddenly takes away the whole message of the article saying people you you're invalidating your own opinion by showing your sort of a, a bias over there right and so uh, and, and and i think that's that's so ultimately we have to go through the whole article to see it so it's not just what is the starting line or whatever else it is in fact many times what happens is because you know that the headlines are written by different people than the right. article the authors of the article so then sometimes we feel we wish we could change the headlines to show really the value of the content because the headlines sometimes we feel don't do justice to the articles themselves but you know that's not something <laughs> right so uh, you know off late there has been this uh, decoupling between Uh, the writers the journalists associated with platforms you know seeking uh, to either move away from uh, you know the numbers driven game that a lot of mainstream media has kind of got into so they are looking at platforms like substack and they've also amassed their own following so in the future do you uh, see envisage a scenario where you know you will be curating from individuals like some of the names you mentioned and uh, as much as the platform or the news provider itself I mean, and that's again a great question, right? Because it's not actually in the future we see ourselves not just curating from individuals, but also even commissioning our own content, right? right. I mean, ultimately, the the idea is that if we want to drive hmm. a certain editorial value or a certain value out to people, right, then we can. And now we have more of the data, more of the insights to help us to start commissioning that with better. with 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 better sort of uh insights and 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 better confidence right mm-hmm. so we've already started actually working with a couple of authors okay. more in terms of uh to start to start trying out a couple of stories where you know uh, uh in, in terms of saying okay where whether we are whether uh and 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 even produce them 
more like stories to then say okay let's see how they how they how they how they perform and how we can get there but yeah you know ultimately that's definitely there right but and, and the trick is always going to be that how are we maintaining those the the some of the editorial you know sort of standards not when i say standards i mean the, the editorial requirements Correct. which make some of these publications what they are right mm-hmm. like so if you look at the if you look at the financial times you know they have almost roughly i can say they have about articles of three different lengths right mm-hmm. i think there'll be shorter articles of about okay. 700 to 1000 words there'll be about then a 1500 word article uh, you know which is the second length and then there'll be long pieces which are story pieces which are about 3000 words or 3500 words right but only certain of those get to like the longer ones but what the punch that a 700 word or 1000 word article of the ft can pack is something amazing right mm-hmm. and 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 that comes in because of the editorial restrictions or the editorial requ- i mean rigor mm-hmm. of the ft over there right and then so the challenge is going to be also because and then many times you can see that if you go to the journalist own blog and then you know when they and i you can understand obviously you understand the enthusiasm right and they right. then they go and then then it goes on for a longer period so there's a, there's some of these things which we can sort of which we are work, which we work towards while i want to work towards while we start to commission and work with these over there but definitely you know we look at curio as being a platform in the future in the very near future not just for publication but also for individual content contributors to come in and and and, and start to offer the content and where we we can curate and commission those great i think going to, a lot of us are going to look forward to that uh, the other aspect to audio journalism is the audio part of it so tell me a little bit about uh, you know how you go about turning uh, you know a fine article because when we read an article we read it in our own voice in silently in our minds uh, it sometimes you know in the beginning it's a little interesting or disorienting to uh, listen and while you're maybe cooking or doing all these other things you're listening to a little um news item and uh, trying to do that so uh, what have you learned about um, everything from what voice, what kind of voices work the whole accents issue a lot of we get these fine british accents on the curio app right now but tell me what you have learned about the audio side of audio journalism no i mean i and that's again a great question there you know raman because as you say right i mean the thing with audio is that because you're not you're not reading in your own voice right because when you're reading in your own voice is you have to connect with that voice correct right i mean there are few people of course who are able to listen to anything right because for them it's very it's 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 almost functional okay i just want to keep because it's 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 more efficient it's about efficiency it's about the, but for most the other people you have to connect with that voice right that is the critical thing right there's a reason why why stephen fry's uh, harry potter is a massive best seller as compared to other people's harry potter right because that he's able to make people connect with his voice and with the characters over there right and that and that is required as much for for you know non fiction or journalistic or research articles as for fiction right and not just as much i'd say maybe even more so right because <clears throat> and so i think what we saw was that the and so the combination of different things right? i think one is that you know the voices have to be the more you're able to make it seem like a conversation rather than rather than a professorial kind of oh you know reading this over there right people are engaged a lot more it it's sort of you you start to engage with it a lot more right and and secondly as far as each piece of content itself is concerned right the narrator has to be one who who engages with that content it's all they have to almost embody the author themselves right they have to it's that 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 sense of passion that sense of curiosity that sense of this one has to come out when they when they read it but when they uh, uh, and that's why it's still called it's called voice acting right it's not right. just reading is but but when they do but equally given the kind of articles they are not meant to sort of you know completely dramatize it either right i mean so it's 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 got to be a subtle way of 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 making sure that comes across mm-hmm. right and 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 that's where happens in you know, whether it's in the pauses whether it's in deciding what they're going to emphasize what words they emphasize what they don't what else they the subtle things but each of those things makes a big difference to how you engage with the content right and 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 how you do that that's on that aspect but then the detail is so important as well right whether it's pronunciations the the gaps between paragraphs all of these things because the you know if everything is going well 
you you don't you generally are not going to marvel saying oh this is this is a well produced piece of audio but if something is wrong it immediately will jar you right if there's a bit of bit of pronunciation that's wrong or if there's an extra yeah. gap somewhere or there's not enough of a gap so that attention to detail in that production is very important right and i think finally if you want to and radio is an expert radio producers are experts at this right because they've got long years of experience right? but mm-hmm. uh, if and, and so if you want to get people to listen for a longer time you need to cater to their waxing and waning attention span mm-hmm. you know this one and 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 that is something that is limited for us within an article but then between articles it's more possible right and that's where the duration of articles could come in that's where say things like the intros we provide and a bit of the thing at the end you know in terms of the end credits kind of thing comes in it's almost like giving people a bit of a breather to switch off before getting back into the next article right and then an intro is great also because you decide whether you want to continue to listen to that or not or whatever it it sort of provides you a hook as to why to make that investment in the next 10 15 20 minutes into the article correct so um, you know i know curio has been around for a few years now but did in 2020 did you see a sudden change in behavior more adoption or uh, has it been a steady kind of uh, increase in uh, adoption So when you say adoption, are you talking about the reach, or you're talking about engagement within Curio, or the kind of engagement? You can talk Curio? to me about both. Okay. Um, I think obviously, you know, in terms of the reach, you know, as as the name gets more and more known, right? Obviously, mm-hmm. then it, it it starts to get become a bit more exponential in the growth, right? I mean, mm-hmm. It's more about pe- getting people to know about Curio more, getting people to you know realize that it's there, and then as they do, then people are engaging more and more. So it's it's a big function of getting the name of curio out there and also a big function of i think of really what is curio right and getting people to understand that that's something that we have ourselves you know honestly speaking struggled with for a, a couple of years we struggled with saying okay you know everybody would come and say we'd have to say oh yes you know we partner with all these publications but we are not news you know this but we are not <laughs> right and so i think i think it's taken us time and a lot of effort to sort of really crystallize this value and say okay this is what you can get out of curio to make it in a, in, in a simple way for people to understand and that's actually been crucial in in driving the scale of that adoption over there right and driving making, uh, in making that happen now and in terms of adoption within curio one thing i've always found is that when people came into curio right mm-hmm. they they engaged a lot right mm-hmm. i think it's always been there i mean we have average session durations of about 35 40 minutes per session right i mean because people come in and listen and but what has changed over this last year is obviously the kind of mm-hmm. engagement you know when they engage with curio right and maybe you know and and this one because obviously obviously before lock before corona before this thing you know the commute was a big aspect of people's mm-hmm. people's consumption right uh but interestingly it's not like the number of hours of listening has fallen in this period it's more that it's actually spread out through the day okay right so so people are finding more interstitial moments to actually come and listen to audio and if anything it's gone up it's almost like the screen fatigue that has come up in this period is getting people to think about audio more right so i myself i find curio great for my lunchtime listening right i take a break i i say okay you know what i can i listen to it during lunch or i listen at the end of the end of the evening maybe when I, even when i'm before going to bed or when i'm in bed or whatever right i find it great for me to just listen to it then when i have no screens when i have no this one it's a great it's i i i i find it quite interesting then but people are both qualitatively and quantitatively we know that are sort of listening across right whether they are uh, you know uh, doing something during the day but now that they're starting going on the walks and runs or in the gym or whether they're doing it you know at lunch breaks or washing or cleaning or whatever so it's it's gone through a lot more Uh, of uh, of of that sort of evolution, I think a much faster evolution in this last one year than we would normally see if this thing hadn't been there, right? So I think that's that's one thing. Yeah, in fact, one of our subscribers, Sumit Pai, uh, he's a big fan of Curio, and his routine is to pair it up with his morning walk. So he goes off for a walk, and I think he at least gets you know fifteen to thirty minutes, depending on what article we've chosen or what article he's listening to. uh so uh, that's his routine and i'm i'm glad to hear that people have found more 
points in the day to engage with um, something like this rather than because something like the commute if you don't commute then you don't do the habit so it's it's quite a, you know it's a strong habit but it's a very brittle habit so something like this you know hopefully they they have their phone at hand and uh, like you said you know taking that break away from screens uh, is a is a newer kind of use case that has emerged so before i get into a little more about habits uh, to round off today's episode um, we usually ask the quiz question along the way to all our guests because we are uh, you know incorrigible trivia quizzers so shrikant i'm going to put you on the spot and uh, in fact this is actually you're going to get you're going to get no you're going to get a complete i am completely useless <laughs> quizzes but anyway <laughs> we find out so uh, in fact uh, this is also connected to an article that we had read from curio uh, so uh, here goes so we're talking about another pandemic okay and this pandemic got its uh, association with a country because uh, that, that at that time the world was in such a state that only this country had free press and so only they could report this pandemic emerging and it got tagged with that country's uh, you know press so what uh, epidemic what pandemic are we talking about are oh, you talking about the spanish flu then so absolutely of 1918 so the poor spaniards got tagged with the spanish flu because uh, you know they they when they were not they were neutrals at uh, during that period of the world war and uh, so their press was reporting it and you know it became known as a spanish flu so you know little nuggets that you can you know kind of figure out along the way when you do a lot of reading and uh, listening good yeah. you didn't do too bad <laughs> well luckily it was on curio right so <laughs> right so folks uh, up your trivia quizzing game yeah. you know where to head to <laughs> okay good so uh, let me uh, since we were speaking a little bit about habits uh, let, let me shine the spotlight on you and your team so uh, you said that you know you didn't start off by being necessarily being an audiophile uh, so uh, you know apart from curio now do you listen to more audio either for competitive purposes or just to kind of it just opened up this new way of consuming information so after curio right i mean i think they've been not after curio but along that i discovered quite a few other audio products right i mean you know there was obviously you know i think calm and headspace are two right. audio products which offer great audio in a different way mm-hmm. right like you know for different very clear use cases correct right which are there and of course they're great audio as well right so they're there but i've always been a big radio listener i continue to be a radio listener because i like the serendipity of radio whether it's in terms of the fact that i don't know what song is going to come next or what right. they're going to discuss and 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 it's it's i i still have a big radio listener i've not yet i'm not a big podcast listener at all mm-hmm. uh you know there are occasional podcasts which are great podcasts which i i'm, I'm happy to get into but to be honest curio takes up a lot of my listening Correct. and 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 then and 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 i quite enjoy it right i mean it's like mm-hmm. i i feel like i i'm not i don't really need something beyond that right at this point of time and and i do enjoy my reading as well mm. so i like to have some time to read mm. and uh, so there's curio there are a couple of other apps there's lots of radio mm. that's that would be my audio audio listening at this point of time and tell me about your reading habit do you read uh, at specific times or is it something that just is it one of those interstitial kind of habits normally before i mean like i i will that's the last thing i'll do in bed before i go to sleep right and and i will that so it's it's maybe half an hour before going to bed every night or something of that sort at this point of time at least it's been because i mean we all have been i think especially in this uh, in in this uh, post lockdown period right i think we're all i mean you guys have obviously been completely remote all the time are more used to regulating your times uh, your your sort of your your schedules but it's uh, it's it's been pretty it's been pretty full on mm. you know work wise right and then i think i find reading as a great way to sort of wind down and sort of slow down just before going to going to sleep first curio and then there's reading and then it's sort of <laughs> I, i can i i like to and reading so because of that my reading tends to be a lot more general fiction or science mm. fiction or things like that uh and which 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 i which, and, and good read good writing which i enjoy uh the more and more so, yeah. so do you see that it helps build taste uh, you know and it helps you kind of uh, you may not be directly picking articles every day but uh, you know since you're in now in the media content curation business 
you know does reading help uh, with that um of course i mean i think i think reading anyway is is great right? i mean i think so it it, it goes back to even the, even even one of the first things when we started curio right the biggest question for us was how do we decide what goes into curio hmm. right I, you know uh, and 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 the challenge really is how are we making sure that we are not just curating for govind and me right hmm. <laughs> because, hmm. because because we could just be quite uh, you know it could be quite niche we could be this what we like is not may not be what other people like etc right and i think what helped us a lot was the fact that we used to be read a lot we are more you know sort of we could see things which are of wider interest mm-hmm. right which we may necessarily not be interested in but it's there of wider interest and that could help us a lot yeah so definitely right i mean i think reading reading expands your mind a lot and i personally am a big fan of fiction because i actually think fiction expands your mind even more than mm-hmm. <laughs> than, than non fiction yeah and uh, science fiction you know can kind of uh, show exactly. you uh, what's coming next and uh, so uh, but from a, a business point of view do you write, are you the kind who reads non fiction business to kind of understand where the industry is headed those kinds of things so it depends i mean I, i'm not a to be personally i don't read too many of those of the of the of the kind of self help books or oh, you know how to be a better leader or whatever right. Right? but i think i think industry trends societal trends uh are hugely important to be on top of right for us i mean especially because of uh you know we are consumer we are, we like to be at the forefront of the you know at the audio revolution and want to continue being at the forefront of that okay. so uh so that's hugely important for us right and so that could be that's that's a constant set of you know and you you mentioning substack but you know there's a constant set of newsletters okay. uh, research uh, research companies uh you know whatever who are who, who are who are constantly give, keeping which and I, i i my 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 morning inbox a lot of time is sort of with with just going through a couple of a few of those things mm-hmm. to make sure we know what the what the developments are around the world right and and to keep your then your then your mind sort of uh uh, uh active and and almost constantly thinking about okay what should be the next thing that we should be doing so are there a couple of them that you you kind of particularly like um yeah i mean so obviously we go to i guess i i go to you know pew pew, pew research is one um edison research is another one and they then they produce some great reports whether in the audio industry specifically or publishing or journalism or everything uh lion tree is a is 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 a us sort of investment bank who who specializes in in consumer and media companies so their newsletter i find hugely useful right in 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 talking about generally you know what is going on in the consumer media kind of space i i i obviously i'll follow say somebody like ray dalio who's sort of writing his epic in on on linkedin you know in terms of, <laughs> right. you know uh in, in terms of you know what he sees as society and some of the macro trends etc to keep and and i think those sort of things are what Uh, those are some of the things i follow and i would recommend to 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 sort of one would be very industry specific but then the others were general societal trends specific uh, societal trends to go on with right i mean of course you have somebody like a yuval who will talk about whether yuval noah harari will talk about you know where society is going and etc and and you know his articles are quite interesting and and then you have uh, so though i think the combination has to be for uh, for us for me i i sort of those like pew edison line will be very industry specific Mm-hmm. and then and then great alio or these people would be more more general right where you sort of are see where society is is sort of trending towards correct and uh, has has the have the last couple of years uh, you know affected the way you write you communicate but now you're exposed to such high quality writing has that had any ripple effect on the way you write right well i'm not a writer <laughs> <laughs> Okay. but i guess i i guess what it has done for me personally in terms of communication mm-hmm. is i think my mindset has become more open okay. right i i am not i find myself less bothered mm-hmm. by opposing views i find myself mm-hmm. less bothered by views which i find are like oh this should not be there i i'm i think my mindset has become just more curious mm-hmm. right so mm-hmm. so it's more like okay if you have a thing what is it this one i i don't find myself wanting to have this need to say no you're wrong i need to change your mind mm-hmm. right it's almost like i'm i'm happy to sort of uh, you know say okay you have a different view and that's fine and 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 leave it at that and 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 you know more to understand 
and and provide that thing say okay that's why you have it and if they are interested in finding out why i have a view that's i'm happy to express it but that's where i find my general communication has sort of my it's more and that's because of the mindset that has right. it's like the anti echo chamber in some sense yeah <laughs> hopefully but i don't know yeah but it's i i find i i yeah i find myself more fascinated now by because mm-hmm. over time okay it's 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 a, it's a cliche right but from a, from a, from if you take it over a couple of hundred years or 500 years of this one as that sort that sort of time frame what is good what is bad you know what what is this one it's, there are of course certain things in the present but there are lots of things that are happening otherwise right and i think and and so do i need a personally of course i come i'm a, i'm in a very privileged position right i'm not in a position of when i'm personally being oppressed or i'm personally being this one so i have that position where i'm able to engage in my curiosity mm. but not need to change anything for myself right? right i completely but equally i think today i'm able to empathize more understand more with people who are not in my position and i completely mm. so i can never I, i would say say three years back i might want to say yeah you know what just quit your job and go and go and become an mm. entrepreneur right i don't i don't find myself you know in a position where i i, I feel capable of giving any advice or anything now it's all my, my my what i did is based very much on my background my privilege my position where it was and mm. other people may not have the same thing and i can only talk about what i did and how it came about there but then you know it's not like oh you know just because i did it other people should do it so i think that those are sort of things that have changed for me over time and especially because of you right so shrikant from uh, being a lawyer listening to your your voice all the time to helping others you know broaden their minds and you know, create that sense of wonder every day uh, thank you so much this has been a very interesting conversation No, no. Thank you so much for having me, Raman. And frankly, like I said, that I mean, I think the first time from the first time I heard of CTQ and the and and what it's doing, I think what you guys are doing, and I think creating conversations around topics is is hugely powerful, right? In fact, I was thinking that you know this is what you know clubhouses like this, like this, like 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 today clubhouses like this, like this jungle, right? Like anything mm-hmm. you can find, and 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 CTQ could become like much more of a, like like curated versions of clubhouse, much and quite powerful in terms of the kind of that you are you're doing and that's exactly what you're doing and it's it's so it's 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 intimate it's engaging and it's doing a lot of things and it's, it's great to be you know it's great to uh, you know uh, gotten to know you and to have this conversation yeah if clubhouse is clubhouse i think we are more like a chamber room little conversations and small <laughs> is beautiful like the one we just had so thank you so much rikan thank you very much ramanand this was great and thank you for having me you're welcome